Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of Align with Linam. Today is October the 5th, and we are still in 2020, and I have the pleasure of having a dear friend and colleague, Bob Saima, and we're going to talk as colleagues, we're just going to have a conversation about how do we stay aligned with our own truth in the times uh, since COVID started. So, Bob, thank you so much for joining me here today. Oh, for thank you for having me. It's an honor. It's been a while since we've had this conversation. I know. And, and you know, last time, which was the first time that you joined me, this was more of a traditional kind of um, align with Lina where I invite people and I ask questions about uh, their spiritual journey. So I get to know uh, folks and the audience gets to know people who, you know, their own personal evolution. But you and I are both teachers of of spirituality. We share it in different ways, you through your music, me through my coaching and workshops. And I know you guys do coaching, you and your wife do coaching and workshops as well. But this was more about how are we personally dealing with life since COVID started earlier in 2020. Mm -hmm. So let's let's start there. What When COVID started, what began to shift in your life? Wow. I mean, when well, when COVID started, it was like I noticed a few of our events back in March, um, probably the earlier part of March, we were on tour. We were in Florida and we were just doing a couple of events. And I'm not somebody that's glued to the television set or even to any news outlets. So I was seeing people that were we were be gathering and we'd normally be doing a big circle at the end where we all take hands and and they're like, OK, well, let's not take hands. and. And I started noticing these behaviors that before I was aware of, of the, you know, whatever the gravity of the situation was. And um, so that that showed up in that very, very unusual way. Um, and then we were at a couple of events and all of a sudden we just realized the whole the whole world's just going to shut down. I mean, this is this is on. This is not going to be anything that goes away. So we packed up and we drove back to Maryland and we actually had had a contract on a house in Florida to move in to settle, you know, long distance and then move in in May. Um, but we got home in March and we just packed up the house and we drove down and, and got into the house. And then we just, uh, well, we've been here ever since. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> gone too far from here. Um, so, yeah, it was just an interesting um it's like the uh, the rug got pulled out from underneath of us and everything we've ever done for the last eight years, full time being on the road. Um, I mean, just every event got canceled. Events for next year were getting canceled. And it was just like it was it was a real um, it was a real kicker. I mean, you just had to just sort of it's like you're standing there and there's a tidal wave coming and you can try to run, but you just just take it. Just go, okay, bring it on. I don't know what this is going to mean, but let's just see what happens. Not much we can do about it. Yeah, for me, it wasn't quite that way because I I can see where as a musician, you plan your events so far out and you're traveling, you're going all over the place. And yes, at that time, you know, the travel industry stopped and, and uh, even churches, you know, stopped having live events. For me, teaching workshops and coaching, um, the workshops went on Zoom. So that was a, it, it was working. Mm -hmm. And but the coaching, I did coaching uh, via phone. So that didn't really change. So I didn't see like a huge change until 
probably a month in in is when I began to realize that we had a, a, a full a one day workshop for one of my classes coming up. And that's when it hit me. It's like, oh, my gosh, we can't come together and have that event. So I began to realize well, how long is this going to last? How, how is this affecting things? And people were not getting together, not having birthday celebrations. And then all of a sudden it became a, a reality that about a month in, we, we can't get together with people like we used to. Mm -hmm. So I had to settle into the whole Zoom experience. And it's a very different way of connecting but we um we found we you know we found ways to connect for some people zoom was they didn't really like it mm -hmm. so some people dropped out of the the, the program and right. that was interesting how how can we keep this uh going and see oh hello brother john strainers john in the house. <laughs> another yeah, wonderful so. musician um so then what I began to to experience were a couple of clients who canceled doing coaching with me because they lost their jobs, they lost their income. And it probably in month two is when my community I felt was being impacted. And so that was really interesting. So if you couldn't go out and do your events live, then how if they were being canceled, then what, what did you do to to redirect? since that is your business. Yeah, we just had to pivot and go online, just like you're saying. I mean, we, you know, we had, I, I mean, everybody did what you just described. They're like, okay, well, let's just go on Zoom. Zoom became, it became the new room. Like, that's our new room. So, and I, I don't know, I found like it was exactly. very, um, yeah. I found like it was very, um, exciting i really i know that sounds a little crazy but it's like all of a sudden like anything's possible like i could do a concert later today for whoever decides they want to call me and say i've got 20 people to get on a zoom can you do a concert for us well let me check my schedule yeah i'm free <laughs> you know i mean that's kind of how it worked <laughs> out um and so and then we started scheduling things and getting methodical about um you know we do we do uh, a lot of spiritual centers and churches and we do Sunday morning talks and music and meditations and all of that. So, so all of them went online and they were of course looking for guest speakers and musicians and, um, and they were starting, they, those, they were starting to get a larger audience. Um, and I, I think it really expanded spirituality uh, on a Sunday morning because people are like, well, I'm, I think they got bored with Netflix and they said, well, Let's let me feed my mind and my heart with something a little more meaningful. And um, so I think a lot of these these churches and spiritual centers expanded. I mean, I played at a yoga online yoga festival. I mean, how, how do you do that? Right. Um, you know, it, it, every actually we got busier is the best way to describe it. I mean, we were we had to schedule um, multiple Sunday mornings because we could do one on the West Coast. Right. We could do that. And it's afternoon for us so we could fill our morning with the East Coast um, centers and then in the afternoon uh, do the West Coast and then we could do concerts in the evening. And I mean, we did some workshops and, um, you know, my wife does coaching and that didn't change much of anything for her. I mean, she was just doing her her work online with people. Um, but I, I like to think I like to try to think in terms of that possibility is what where it leaves me, it just feeling is like, it was such a possibility. And 
literally did. I put it out on the morning in the morning. Hey, anybody want to do a concert tonight? If nobody responded, then I would just go on to Facebook Live and just play some songs. So it was um, it was beautiful. It, it was opened beautiful. a whole new world in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I started I, I got invited to do an event in in what was it? Was it Holland? Um, I think it was. And that, that was just to talk about how do we stay in alignment during the, you know, the time of COVID? And it did. It's like it made the world um, smaller all of a sudden because we had to stay home and we couldn't go out. We brought the world into our homes yeah. um, through the Zoom room. I, I love Ooh. hearing that. So <laughs> how how what were you feeling in terms of your connection to source during this time because for me it allowed me to feel even a deeper connection mm -hmm. because i was experiencing the the quieting of the world the the busyness everything is like it slowed down and got quieter and for me especially with my my clients and my classes people were saying okay this is an opportunity for us to go inside for us to transcend some of this noise. And I actually loved that I wasn't so busy going out and doing things. I found mm -hmm. more contemplation time. I, I loved it. I still love the quieter uh, mm -hmm. pace. I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little antsy. <laughs> I mean, I would love to get back out on the road. I'd love to get, get in the car in the van, just drive, start heading to some events. It's not going to happen right now. We could probably force some things to happen, but um, I mean, what I was feeling, um, I tell you what, I, I will read to you something I wrote. Um, okay. Give me a second here. Uh, it's called She Cries in a Virus. And um, so this is a song that I wrote. And um, it's best described how I was feeling. All right. Okay. So it says, um, it's called She Cries in a Virus. Doors are closed, streets shut down. All we knew we knew is not quite knowable now. Is everyone hiding or is everyone safe? Is anyone sure? Well, who's to say? It's a natural disaster or a cure to moving faster, a planetary crisis. Did somehow we invite this? Is it fear on which we feast? Do we choose to live in the belly of the beast? Or do we hear the calling? Is it a chance to fall before the falling? Can we see the lesson? Can we just be still and taste the blessing? Um, no one has ever gone blind looking at the bright side. Uh, old getting new, new getting old. Can you read between the lines? There's an ancient truth that's being told. There is evidence of recompense, humans making their amends, and the stars are a little bit brighter, and our hearts are a little bit lighter. It's a temporary minute where time has no limit. It's a planetary pause to rewrite the laws. Is it love on which we focus? Do we sit back and let the mother show us? She laughs in flowers, and she cries in a virus. What we see in the world is a perfect reflection of what's inside of us. The time is now for every nation to live their lives for the next seven generations. The earth is not unbreakable. She'll shake what's not sustainable. So can we take this moment to change the story 
Take a mental note, a moral inventory. Make an altar in our heart for the birds that have flown away. And step up, step up to a new way. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just want to cry. Mm. It, that just has just touched me. Um, it, it, it is an opportunity for a new way. And I so, like you, feel if we don't figure this out, how we can get along, how we can work through this to unite and come together, yes. this planet will shake us off. I mean, she mm -hmm. she can definitely get rid of us. You know, it's like a little flicker um, yes. to her. How beautiful. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. John, I agree. Lovely. Oh, Absolutely. John's still with us. John's still with us. How lovely. Um well, I had heard, a, um, and I'm not sure who it was. It was a, one of the great poets of our, of our life, not our lifetimes, I think a few generations. Uh, who was it? Might've been Emily Dickinson. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's just, there's a poem somewhere and it says, the earth laughs in flowers. I mean, you know, when you see flowers, that's the earth laughing. And all I could think of, well, she cries in a virus. If she's yeah. laughing in flowers, then she's crying in a virus. So. So that's what I was experiencing. I was experiencing a lot of, um, you know, I was listening to a lot of uh, alternative um, thinkers on, on the topic of COVID-19 and of our response to it. And I was really, um, I was trying to look, look away from the national media because it just feels like it's in such a knee-jerk reaction and, and I, I, I'm losing my trust in, in some of the information that was being told to me. So I really... I went down this this rabbit hole listening to um, some really powerful teachers, and um, one of them is Dr. Zach Bush, who oh, yeah. um, it, I, I wouldn't call him a dear friend, but he's, he's he we know him, and uh, we met him at a conference and spent a few days with him, and um, and then he pops up on this pod you know, on this this uh, show that we watch called The High Wire, and. Yeah. Um, I mean, he inspired that song because he talked about that COVID-19. Um, he predicted where the next virus was going to be on planet Earth two years ago. And he wasn't trying to trying to pull anything. He just somebody asked him uh, when he was up on stage, he said, where do you think the next pandemic will spring out of? And he said, it'll probably be in, in the um, uh, Hubei province of China uh, in that area of Wuhan, because if you look at planet Earth, that's the highest concentration of Roundup on the planet. And Roundup is a uh, is a really easy, quick way to create a monoculture. We take all the diversity out of the out of the soil. And when you yeah. do that to the Earth, when you take away the diversity, what does she do? She comes back with diversity. So she comes back with all these new um, strains of, of uh, biogenomic material, and it comes. And one of those happens to be this virus. So. Um, anyway, it was just this, that, that my thought, my, you know, I went through a lot of undulations of thoughts of like, I never really went into fear. I just went into like, what is going, this is a crazy time to be alive. I mean, I, I mean, I had to put away like, oh, poor me. I can't go play my guitar for people. You know, I had to, I had to put away my ego and put away my needs and just sit back and say, you're not the only one here that's, you know, stuck in your house. And what can you make? What can you do with it? So I went in and did a lot of work, a lot of spiritual work, um, did a lot of nothing, a whole lot of nothing. And um, and then uh, July came along 
And we, I always say this, that COVID told us to slow down and we sped up. I mean, literally our calendar was booked with all these online <laughs> events all day long. We were more burned out after that, um, after after all of those. But then July 2nd, I uh, went out for a bike ride and, and flipped over my handlebars and braced my fall, really prevented a really nasty injury. And But my hand took the brunt of it and I broke my wrist and I dislocated my finger. So some COVID- And, and, you're, a, and you're a guitar player, so that's yes, a big deal. And this is my, uh, yeah. So COVID told us to slow down and we sped up. And then the universe said, no, you're going to stop. <laughs> so that was what my broken wrist was all about. And, uh, and that whole process was, um, yeah, I mean, so you imagine that. Imagine being, being a self-employed, you know, you, know, you know, pretty successful. I think we're pretty successful at what we do. Uh, you know, enterprise, myself and my wife, we call it where the light gets in. But then... 90% of what you do, or maybe 75%, because my wife does a good bit of coaching with people. But, you know, most of what we do is around the music and around the workshops and all of that. So now we couldn't even do anything online. Um, and that was really interesting. That was a, um, and it's so funny because John's on here and he broke his ankle right around the I same know. time I broke my wrist. So he, he knows exactly how this feels um, to, you know, to have that something like that happen and, and all these things that they don't, it's like what we, I heard this the other day, I think might've been one of my friends in one of our online workshops. He said, uh, what are you growing through? Not what are you going through? What are you growing through? I think it might even have been John now that I think about it. So a lot of growth, Lionel, yeah. and I'm sure you've had a lot of that too. Absolutely. You know, you were talking about Dr. Zach Bush. I didn't know about him until recently. And you mentioned the high wire. One of the slowdowns was really, <laughs> and John is laughing with us. Yes. Um, one of the, the really beautiful things for me through the slowdown was I began to, to let myself do some research and things that I had been interested about. One of the things that became really clear for me during my, this journey of, of waking up, whatever you want to call it, was recognizing, primarily this came to me through this, my studies of A Course in Miracles, that I'm not a body. I am not a body. I have a body. So the entire study for me over the last couple of years, it actually was coincided with me learning or beginning to study A Course in Miracles and my son, my youngest son who was doing drugs. And I had to come to the place of realizing that death is not the end. So if my son were to overdose and those possibilities were there all the time, every day, I did not know that was going to be the last day my son was going to a party and I was never going to see him. And studying the Course in Miracles, I'm not a body, I am free for I am still as God created me. I began to realize that there is an innate intelligence that we have access to. And then thinking of the teachings of Jesus when he was on this planet and he was healing the sick and and having the dead rise, I, I, something inside of me when COVID started had me begin to do research to how did we get to the place that we rely on externals for healing, that we rely on something outside of us to make ourselves um, whole, to make ourselves healed. And that sent me on a journey that brought me to know Dr. Zach Bush. It took me to, to learn about 
Dale in, in the high wire. Mm -hmm. It took me to all kinds of alternative healers and to learn why have things that are holistic. Why is that banned? Why is that not being talked about? Why are we so quick to push a vaccine? Why are we so quick to scare each other and separate each other? Why are we so quick to lock people down instead of, of getting on our knees and praying to God and saying, hey, we need a healing here collectively. Instead of a rain dance, let's do a healing dance. So I, there was a lot of contemplation that I had to do to come to get to know a, in a deeper way the creative source in me that is my source of healing. And so that it has been a powerful time. Let's see what John is telling us. So what are you growing and glowing through? <laughs> Got that from sure. Um, so that, that's pretty, pretty awesome. John Stringer. I love that. So <laughs> let's see, what was your, your other yeah, message? White, uh, whitewash there. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what John had said. It's funny because it comes so close to the song. I have no mud, no Lotus. Everything you go through grows you. <laughs> it's really exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I, I know I, 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 I probably I think I even know what Zach Bush was um, was probably talking about, which led you to that that thought about death. And um, I mean, his story is amazing. I mean, he started out birthing children, mm -hmm. um, you know, working as as his like medical a career, yeah. And then he ended up, you know, as working on the other end in, in hospice, and in between all these different things that he's done, but. It is a very interesting thing that humanity is doing right now. We are, I mean, if you look at the at the height of, of when COVID was here, um, I mean, not that it's not here, it's, I think these viruses are always here. It's just they express themselves differently. And then if they get supercharged by um, by an energy, like, like, a, like a story, a media story, they can get really, yeah. um, and, and not, not to minimize any of it, but they can really get, get get a lot of um energy behind them but what what we're doing to you know first of all why have we why have we grown so um afraid of death and why have we grown why is it why is it such a um a topic that you don't want to talk about and and now in this situation we're taking people and then we're we're, we're sending them off to die alone you know yeah. and, and because we're so afraid that we might die and it's a typical thing i would happen i imagine what happened with an infectious disease outbreak but it really brings you into the thought of what is death and why are we so afraid of it and why why don't we want to talk about it you know um so yeah no well, anyway i think that 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 whole thread of what we just discussed was so beautiful so real and two people that just went through it in two different um trajectories and um and I'll also say that we, when you pivot, when you have something like this that comes along, you have to pivot into um, creating a different offering altogether. Like we had to, um, I mean, we created, um, I'm gonna show you, we created this these cards, this Oracle deck, um, which is called the Soul of the Song. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, I love that. I love the yeah. colors. We, Tell we me also, about that deck. We released yeah. an album and these at the same time, but we had to do something different. I mean, we had, I mean, people aren't even buying CDs anymore. I wouldn't say, I shouldn't say that. People are um, less and less, uh, more and more going to streaming services to get their music. So um, 
to me, that was as, that was as big of a hit to us than COVID-19 um, because you, you know, that's like life throws something at you and you can either, you know, run away from it, fall over, or you can lean into it and say, okay, well, why don't we create these cards where like somebody could draw a card every day and, and just experience. So I'm trying to take this, I'm trying to take the work that I'm doing to, instead of being a musician, um, I, I'm creating music as a spiritual practice for you. So your music can actually be your spiritual practice. You know, if you don't uh, have any other practices, why don't you pull a card and the card is touch. And then you read it and it says, um, if your hand was in mine, you could, you could feel me inside, deep inside. And then it just goes on to talk about the, the touch of, of a human being, right? How perfect is that for COVID? We can't touch each other. Yeah. Can't make this stuff up, people. I just pulled the card touch, and we can't <laughs> touch each other. Um, so anyway, we had to pivot, and that's one of the things we did. We we started creating that that kind of an offering, um, and um, I mean, I know that my both of us are have have connected uh, outside of of our work with um, Sacred Economy, and um, we have we have uh, when when the July second accident happened and everything got shut down is when we started reading about sacred economy. And um, I believe you probably have the book there. You said you were you were reading it. Um, yeah. And that is a sacred Pretty. economics is like everything has to be re re renewed and, and yeah. changed. As it said in the song, um, uh, all we knew we knew is not quite knowable now. I mean, that's that's the line from the song that really kind of got me. And, me too. Um, me too. Another one in there that said, um, yeah, step up, step up to a new way and a new day. So um, we had been invited to a workshop, an online workshop um, that involves sacred, sacred economics, sacred economy. And um, we have been, you know, working in that since then. Uh, also doing the, doing the music. And now that my hands heal, we're ready to get back, <laughs> back on the saddle and start playing some more concerts. But we have been, um, and we connected with you, and we we got in, um, really got deep into the work of what is economy, what is money, like what what is the energy of money? How do we uh, how do we feel giving it away? How do we feel receiving it? Um, are we living our dreams? Like this is another chance for us to um, to really re reevaluate what is it? What is your calling? What are you really here to do? Life tells you that we have a, a retreat that we lead called Boldly Going Nowhere. And we take a group of people nowhere, which is now here. We bring here, a yeah. complete sense of presence with music and breath work and all of this. And then we do nothing. Like we literally do nothing. Um, I mean, people have been doing silent meditative retreats for years. We create it, do it a little more creative way and, and um, not so daunting, you know, to, to, to go completely silent for 10 days. But you get people to the place of, of of doing nothing, being in this moment, which is what COVID allowed us to do. Both exactly. And then that's when the voices start to come through that 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 higher self, you know, that that um, that still small voice that comes through and says, "You're you're you're on the right path." But what if you what if you went that way? Like, what have you ever thought about that? Um, so that's what has come up for us, uh, yeah. us me and Shannon is to 
And it really connected us and through some of these workshops that we're doing with Sacred Economy to connect so much deeper with people. And you yeah. don't see them in person. It's all yeah. done through through an online experience. And um, you've, you've, we've come to understand a completely different, um, I would say, viewpoint on what abundance is and, yeah. um, and how to give and receive and how to really be in actual and sacred community with people from all over the world who are all in, in the same container. They're all in the same place. So this last, you know, July, August, September, this last three months has been probably possibly the most three, three of the most interesting, powerfully transformative, um, abundant, um, life-changing months that I've been through. <laughs> Well, I, I'll tell you what, I, I totally agree because what I what I began to realize these last couple of months is <laughs> if this yeah, isn't yeah. hell yet. Um, one of the things that I have realized these last three months is is really what my whole spiritual journey has been about. I have spent on this very deliberate spiritual journey 18 years. And what I realized is that all of those 18 years were helping me to let go of all of the known information, all of the way life was supposed to be, how the way money works, the way the, the um, medicine works, the way government works, the way the education system works, the way religion works. And all of those things are things that I have had to, to question. Is that my truth or is that learned information? Mm -hmm. And as I've been sorting through the learned information coming deeper into the truth in my heart, what is natural, what is joyful, what is absolutely true for me is not the way the world operates. The, the, the 3D world, the world out there of, of um, you know, the world that we are taking a break from. And I have entered into, for me, my real world. And these last three months, I am questioning what is, how do I want to be in this world? I, I want to be in it, but not of it. So how do I be not of it? And you inviting me into sacred economics was so powerful. John is saying so loving, you know, participating in sacred economics with us. What is so beautiful to me about all of the things that I am now feeling is how it feels peaceful, joyful, natural in my soul. And every person that I talk to about, about living from within says the same thing, the same thing. They've never felt more alive. They've never felt more authentic. They've never felt more real until they began to follow what is in our heart. So this big COVID pause has given so many of us, clearly you've done it. I'm doing it. John, Isabel here are doing it, coming to a place of questioning the old narrative, even what, what Dr. Zach Bush is doing, helping people question the narrative about viruses. And, and it's this thing that we should be scared of to know it's part of nature. How can we work with it? Because to me, that was one of the, the most powerful things about everything that he taught. We need to learn how to work together, work together with the virus work together with the broken wrist, work together with the fact that we are now operating on Zoom, work together, work together. That's what all of this really has brought me to the place that we are not going to find our peace if we don't come into unity, in, in a community. 
um, which is what community means to me, come into unity. So how beautiful that um, all these things that we're both discovering. <laughs> well, it's interesting because we think, <laughs> we feel like we were separated yeah. by COVID, but we were really brought closer together. Yeah. In just a different way. If you, I mean, I've connected with so many brothers and sisters that I, that I, like I knew you, like I knew you, but I didn't know you. Like I, we did this conversation once before, and I think we met. I didn't right know. We met you there at Unity, yeah. Um, but when we jumped jumped into into circle together, into sacred economy, and, and and working together, then I really got to know you, and and I got to know some of your friends, and Isabel obviously on the call here, and John. I, I mean, this this was a chance for us to. Um, either crumble or rise. I guess we could have just all crumbled um, or we could rise. And I think, actually, I'll be honest with you, I believe a lot of people have crumbled. I've, I've, yeah. I've seen, and I don't mean that I'm, word in any kind of- No, 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 I'm watching people that. People felt this, this weight of this thing and just had to take the whole thing on themselves. And I mean, I love the idea of what you're talking about is like working with it because everything is energy. I mean, yeah. all the living masters of energy, they know that when you have a whole big thing of energy coming at you and there's nowhere to go, the best thing you can do is lean into it. I mean, you can't, you can't run away from it. You can't hide from anything. You can't hide from the truth. You can't hide from a virus I and mean, you can try. Um, I mean, I think eventually we're all going to get this virus and on some level it's going to affect you, whether it's going to, it might take you out. It might take you completely out and, and it might not even, might not even know that it, that it, that it even affected you. So um, the the ability of us to come together and not let things separate us is what makes our what what makes us the conscious beings that we are. I believe that um, you know we 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 are we have come here. We're the ones we've been waiting for this right now. Like not like the last ten years, but right now when the stuff is hitting, when the shift is hitting the fan, um, and we come together there is so much resonance for people to come together like this. When you come together in a sacred circle with people right now, whether it's on zoom or whatever, you feel the collective work that every one of them did to get to where we are right now. And this is a, this is a pinnacle moment in humanity's history. So yeah, there is nothing small about what's happening right now. So, um, Totally. I am feeling that I, for me, what is happening is basically a microcosm of the macrocosm. Humanity has to recognize that it, it is coming together. That is the only way out of any messes that we have created inside of our separation. And that's, that's the way it works inside within ourselves. We have these, these two voices. It's the way I like to put it, the voice of love or the voice of fear the voice of God or, or our conditioned ego. So inside we've been divided. We have not been operating in unity within us. This is why people are so conflicted and addicted and, and confused and anxious and no wonder, you know, drugged up to numb ourselves from that pain, which is what I learned from my son when he was going through his drug adventure, which was four years of teaching me where suffering comes from is that internal divide so humanity is being pulled basically together by a virus so that we can see how divided we've been. And, and it, is, it is such a beautiful opportunity to look at 
the old ways that we created through separation, which leads to the greed economy. It leads to um, haves and have nots. It leads to hunger. Um, it, it just leads to such suffering. And then how can we do this and come together in sacred economics and sacred um, uh, reciprocity and sacred community? And like you were saying with that, you know, your cards, to be able to learn how to touch each other without needing to make the body real. How can we touch each other's hearts um, in such a way that we can feel our oneness, but do it without needing the body? Because to me, this is just preparation for where humanity is going as we continue our trajectory through evolution until the day that we're back to being light beings. So we've got to learn how to touch each other at the soul level. And that that's one of the things that I'm most excited about what's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. So thanks for that part. Yeah, I mean, I loved everything you just shared. It was like, um, it, it, in one of my online groups that I'm working with, um, there's been a thread and it's been happening over and over. Three different people have shared the same thread. Um, it's, it was from the Maya Angelou quote. She said, people will forget everything you do People forget everything you say, but they will all—they will never forget how you made them feel. Yes. Right. They, so when you think about that, um, you know, you just talked about connecting on a soul level. I mean, you know, you can do that in your sleep. <laughs> you don't have to be in anybody's proximity. And um, I feel like. And I wrote I wrote a song called How You Made Them Feel, and I actually posted it in our little group. And it was like, I mean, you know, that that to me is the antithesis of of your evolution is if. Yeah, because they say in the Mexican tradition, um, which you probably have heard this before, um, that you you die three deaths. Um, the first death is when you um, think that you're going to die. You think about your the end of this body. The second one is when you leave this body. And then the third death is when the last person speaks your name. And so if you can create this sense of, of presence in everyone you try to touch and reach, and you don't, um, I'm gonna say you don't, you, you go as deep as you can. Like people want, they say people wanna be looked into. They don't wanna be looked at, they wanna be looked mm -hmm into and it scares the heck out of you right when you start to look into someone's eyes because you see yourself you yeah. see god you see a source you see whatever but but that soul level like you just said that soul level connection is eternal it is eternal no one will but, ever have to speak your name again that yeah. that presence that you've imprinted in them is now part of the the matrix, the DNA of, of that person and all of their ancestors. So absolutely. And you were talking about people do want to be looked into. And isn't that what intimacy is all about? Into me. Intimacy. Yeah. Yes. And we are so afraid to be intimate with one another because we don't want people to see how how really unhappy and how, how inauthentic we have become because we have lost touch with our own selves. So this desire for human touch is, is you know, as within, so without. I mean, to me, everything has become a mirror. And this desire for human touch is, is the result of a lack of intimacy and in, in touching our own souls. 
um, and touching others is is that almost like that opportunity to touch ourselves through the other to connect in in a much deeper way with the others and so how do you see gonna see if you've got a crystal ball I don't have one but we'll see if you do how do you see things evolving <laughs> oh, you <do> have a <laughs> crystal ball. <laughs> all right you do you're you win. so look into your crystal ball and uh paint a picture of what you see coming because through being in in these uh gift economy circles you and i look at the world in a very in in a different way than how humanity looks at the world we are looking at that 5d world how do you see um humanity evolving from your perspective I mean, that's something I grapple with every day. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, Look into your crystal ball. Well, I, I'm just, I, I live in this moment right here. And in this moment right here, this is how humanity's evolved. Um, they've, we've created the same patterns over and over again. Um, we've been um, over-emasculated societies. Uh, we've, we've suppressed the divine feminine. We have, um, you know, we have basically um, ravaged the earth and uh, whatever we need, any way we need to do to, uh, to, to, to accumulate as much as we can to protect ourselves from the fear of, of, of lack, of being poor and homeless and destitute. I mean, it's, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So I, I mean, I like to think, and I will hold the vision, and this will be my crystal ball statement, is that humanity is going to finally wake the hell up. <laughs> after after um maybe several more major injuries to our society and to our way of life i don't think anything really changes until it actually it starts to affect your life um and you know in a big way like you can get wave a feather forever on someone and say here change come on you need to change that people don't want to listen but you hit them upside the head with a brick and all of a sudden you got their attention so yeah I mean, I kind of feel like we're in that moment of like, it's not quite a brick. I mean, this, this could have been a lot worse. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the next couple of months. But all I can say is this. It's a tremendous time to be on planet Earth. It's a tremendous time to um, have been called to be in this place and try to be of service. Try to, I mean, my uh, uh, tagline, if you will, is my wife and my business and our, our nonprofits, where the light gets in is to relentlessly inspire. I mean, that, and it's, you do the same thing, Linus, sister, you, you relentlessly, you're just on a relentless path of inspiring people um, out of this place of, of hoarding and greed and separation and, um, and lack uh, and fear and fight and war and just get your thing and into a place of there's just, I mean, this world is, is, so full of abundance it's just when we started as charles eisenstein says in his book when we started to take the world the earth and break it up and sell it to each other as commodities mm -hmm. so that we could enrich ourselves and more for me is less for you by the way that's how it works um we got ourselves into this situation where um it's not sustainable we know that um i mean you know so so we have that we, we're at a breaking point and it's uh, as as Zach Bush says, I mean, we're really in the sixth 
uh, greatest extinction uh, on this planet. And we're it, like we're the ones in the, in the crosshairs. So um, I like to believe that um, if nothing else, we're just going through a heck of a birth, a heck of a birthing process. And I think humanity, um, you know, I mean, this is what we've been struggling with since we've been put on this planet is, um, is the same patterns of pain and suffering and greed and, and fear. And we know, and it says in all the different spiritual texts, I mean, all the religions, um, you know, dis can disagree, but the mystics, they all speak the same language and all, all the mystics say the same thing. It's love and yeah. it's abundance. And it's like, we are in the garden of Eden y'all. And yeah. there's all, there's not a lack of food. There's not a lack of food. There's a lack of compassion. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lack of, um, of water. There's a lack of, uh, of will. I, that's all it is. And so, yeah. yeah. That's my crystal ball statement. I believe we're in amazing times. We're in an amazing time right now. And it's uh, what an honor to be here. Well, I, I love your crystal ball. And uh, Anita, I'm so glad that you joined us. And Keith, Keith in the house. Thank you Katie, so much for brother. joining us. <laughs> John, Anita, yeah. yeah so really I, cool. I, I'm going to share from my instead of crystal ball, my crystal knowing, because I am crystal clear about what's coming. And this entire journey has brought me to the place of, of aligning with a creative source. And the one thing that is abundantly clear for me is that you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it, as Einstein said, and to continue to look at the old world, to continue to see what has been and want that to change is insanity, is trying to you know, do something different with pointing at what is. What is abundantly clear to me is that when we come to exactly what you said, come to where the mystics said, come into our loving place, live from, come to know that, that lover inside of us and then unleash it, we cannot do anything but create a new world, create a new earth, create the fifth dimension, whatever the heck you want to call it. But we have got to be really clear about what we are so that then we can project the new earth that's never been. Because this, this new civilization has never been, as Dr. Zach Bush was saying, we're used to uh, becoming extinct. Now we need to extinguish that old way of thinking and begin to activate uh, the... the the sacred economy, the sacred religion, the sacred spirituality, the sacred government, the sacred family, the sacred beingness is to allow ourselves to really own once and for all what we've been taught forever. We are made in the image of a creator. Let's freaking create instead of destroy. Let's become these beings that activate our our god-given talents that we had as children which was imagination co-creation uh collaboration and just absolutely um <laughs> as keith is saying we're gonna let bob's music lift us into a higher place and a higher energy and that's what really the world is ready for i'm seeing over and over and over again the people who've been hit on the head by the brakes like you and i have we are ready to go to those higher places and higher energy because We've been there, done that in the, the, the low energy, the low frequency of, of uh, greed, of winners and losers, not enoughness. You know, it's like 
we we created that by taking what was here and dividing it so my crystal ball says we are really headed to something wonderful who now the question to me is who wants to go there with us you and i are living that and kathy and john they were on here i'm experiencing that incredible surge of um like-minded community through the things that we're doing it's already there now it's just a matter of who wants to join us inside of this new way of being which is actually returning to the truth that's always been inside of us how many more times do we need to hear the truth before we accept it how many times for you mr bob <laughs> one more time just one more <laughs> and keep you know, it Amazing is one of his favorite songs. Oh, oh, brother. Love you, man. Thank you so much. That's, I mean, you think about that song, life is a way of making you drop down to your knees. And this is exactly that moment, the COVID-19 coronavirus. Oh, little glitch, but we're still on. So keep okay. going. I saw a countdown. I thought oh, I did too. <laughs> um, but you know, that song, it's so funny that Keith brings that up is because that song was written after 9-11. Life has a way of making you drop down to your knees. Um, but the idea behind it is after 9-11, what did it do? It brought us together. It galvanized our, our um, like Fukushima and the things that happened in Japan. I mean, it brought them together. What an absolute tragedy it was, um, you know, but it brought people together. And you know, I think the call right now is for humanity to get back to the basics. You know, change is not something, I mean, change is gradual, right? Change, change is gradual. And those aren't the kind of changes I like. I like, I like change. I like quantum change that like I decide and then it changes yeah. because once you decide, you make up your mind, it's changed. You've, it might not be there yet, but it's already on its way. So Humanity, I mean, we are now, we have a chance to be uh, on a Zoom call, on a face-to-face -face call with anyone in the in the world at any second of the day. Like I, I'm working with people in, in Sweden on, on a cryptocurrency sacred economy contract. And I, I mean, I got a message from him this morning. He wants to get on. We have somebody in Maine and we have somebody in, in um, Florida, another person. And we're all going to get on to a quick Zoom. We're going to connect. We're going to sip our little coffee, our cappuccinos. We're going to have a little moment. We're going to breathe. We're going to do a little cryptocurrency work and then we're going to move on. We wouldn't have probably done that if we didn't, if we weren't stopped. Life has a way of making you drop down on your knees because what you need is right there in front of you. It's like, it's, it's right there. <laughs> it is. You can't it is. see anything when you're moving a million miles an hour. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think it's our chance right now, right now to realize that change is quantum and it, it instantly it yeah. instantly happens and you just you just feel it you know it and you start doing it you don't yeah. think about it you just don't think your way out of it you just boom you just start moving and yeah. uh, that's a lot of what we did in some of these uh sacred economy workshops between you and myself and we got john uh, we just jumped in we yeah. we uh we 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 didn't think about it. we didn't overthink things we just said that's possible. Are you kidding me? I'm man. Like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And next thing you know, we're in these circles with people and we're sharing our heart. We're growing. We're finding our voice. We're reevaluating our dreams. We're creating abundance for ourselves just by the gift economy, the sharing of each other's um, abundance. And 
it's mind-boggling like where we are right now lina so yeah it is mind-boggling and the only people that i've seen struggle are the ones who are thinking overthinking it and they're the ones who really can enter into the feel and experience the touch that is available through this yeah. so let's wrap this up because uh well, we both have calls to get to, and you better call me and let me know about that crypto stuff. You know, you're you're oh, sure, a supplier yeah. of great information. Yeah. But let me let me just say you brought um, nine one one. Let me just kind of say this last little tidbit. Nine one one, when it happened, it did bring us together, but we all little by little returned to our own personal lives, our own sense of separation. Our minds were filled with fear. We created. It, special securities at the airport, things became so fear-based again that we stopped trusting each other. We come together and then we stop trusting each other. Now, I hope that COVID, we do it differently, that if it's bringing us together, I believe humanity now is gonna stay together because of the extended time that we're spending in 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 this state of, of separation that is bringing us into oneness through our collective ability to connect via things like this. So thank mm -hmm. you so much for connecting with me this way Thanks. and inviting me to connect with you in so, so many other amazing ways. So mm -hmm. I'll let you have the last word here. Why don't you well, say something about how people can find your cards, please? Well, I just want to say thank you. And you just, um, you really just summarize it so well at the end of our retreat that we do, um, you know what we say when people are getting ready to leave and they're almost out the door, you know, they got their little backpack and they're all finished and they're all shiny and they've been through a weekend retreat and they got their CDs and they're about, we're like, wait, 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 don't go back to normal. <laughs> I love that. Because that's what happens. Like, I hate to say this. This is really, really funny. It's just, I, don't, I don't hate to say this. I love to say this. You know, one of my favorite things is the funeral. <laughs> because when you're at a funeral, the, the song, it says it, the veils are thinner. We're in this space together where we realize that this is all going to end. It's all going to end pretty soon. Like could be a year, could be six months, could be 50 years. That's all soon. In, in this grand scheme of things. So for whoever might be hearing this right now, allow whatever you've, whatever transformational stuff that has hit you over the last couple of months to stay with you. And when they'd open up the doors again and they start going back to all this normalcy, don't go back to normal. Like allow yourself to, to see everything as sacred, see everything as we just had a we just had a four or five six month snow day right we just had a long <laughs> snow day and allow yourself to to not just jump back into your routines of all your all the things that you did stay in the place where those veils are thin and anyway it was my pleasure my honor to be here thank you um people can find me they can get this album just by dropping me an email um uh, they can do it on facebook or they can do it on through info at bobsima.com um, oh, let me put say, that on there. Did you yeah. say info, uh, Bob Sima? Info at com. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to put it right on here. Um, no, I'm, let's do it that way. I like um, to hear from people. Info at Bob Sima. If you want a free copy of this album right here, um, it's not going to be this hard copy. It'll be uh, digital. I'm going to gift that to you. Um, this is what I'm learning through Sacred Economy is the giving 
the giving away of your gifts. And, um, you know, I would love to give this album to you. It is some of the best songs I've ever written. Um, I'm just saying that right now. So if they drop that, uh, drop me an email and just say free album. They don't even have to say anything. I will send it to them. We don't even have to speak. I would love to communicate, but um, <laughs> just going to give that away. If they want to get these cards, they can go to um, where the light gets in dot us. Um, if you can somehow type all that out real quick. I will. Um, but that's the name of our nonprofit and our collective with my wife and myself, where the light gets in dot us. So there's a five day free journey where you can take um, a journey of five days, five songs, five spiritual practices and um, be relentlessly inspired by this stuff that we've put out. And um, that's how you can find me. And you, you just got gifted a new album. So what do you I love this. I love this. See, you're touching people and we're not even in, in front of each other, touching people's hearts with music and these cards and this wonderful message. Thank you for being here. And I've got to jump on my sacred economy uh, call right now. <laughs> so again, thank you, Bob. Love thank you, brother. You. Always an honor and a pleasure. And I love the way you show up on this planet. We, The world is a better place because of you. The way well, you show up. Mirror, mirror, brother. Mirror, mirror. Love you. Love you too.